All right, Nick, you ready? No, you just kidding, for, I am. Here I am. Pre- are you prepared for your notes? With your I notes am prepared. I think our yes, guest is going to be. Oh my god, wait, what time is it? Oh my god, wait, it's five o'clock! Oh my god! Five o'clock! We have to get out! Everyone, go outside! Welcome to Point of Do. Hi, Nick. Hello. It's early in the morning. Yes, we it is. We don't normally record this early. But yes, are it you, is. No, are I'm you, kidding. <laughs> are, you, are you somber today, given the fact that our, what our last episode was about? What, what, is, what does today mark for you? Um, well, today is the closing of the restaurant that I work at. Notice I didn't say it because... We won't have to bleep All it out. All of the bleeping we had to do last week. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, hey, that's our bad. Um, but no, I'm somber because I'm mentally ill. Um, no, I... Uh, <laughs> I'm no, not laughing it, at that. It, it, I'm just laughing at... No, I know. Took a I know. really dark turn for the very anything, beginning of the episode in a very early morning. I'm going to do anything for the joke, honestly. <laughs> anything for the laugh. Um, but yeah. Uh, that's what I, that's where I'm going right after, because my shift is in the morning. Um, I didn't know, because, does it do, does your restaurant do brunch? No, to be honest, I don't think we do food at all today, because (laughs) I saw the list of things that we're out of because of, you know, closing, and it's going to be a lot of, like, can I get you a dinner roll? Um, I think it's more going to be people coming for the last, you know, like, hurrah. And then the nighttime is just going to be employees and alumni and uh, regulars, and it's going to be the bar. So I won't be working at night. I'm just working. But honestly, I will say it's an honor to work the very last shift. I'm on my way. I love that. Um, (laughs) Driving at 90. Yeah. I love, as I'm recording a podcast, I love that you said alumni. Because I don't think, like, Oh, I used to work at this place as oh my alumni. Like, I didn't either, to be honest. Did and someone then they else started use that for it. you? Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of people started using that, and I was like, all right. Yeah. We don't even like half these people. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, but how are you? I'm good. I started coaching tennis this week for my former high school. For, for, the, for the middle school of my former high school. Basically, when mm-hmm. I was there, they didn't have a middle school. And then my sophomore year, they started middle school. They started seventh grade. and We love a college prep middle school. Am okay. I right? Because <laughs> <laughs> we had one, too, at my school. A college preparatory middle school, yeah. Um, I never understood why it started at seventh grade. Because I, my, I know it's different in different places around the country. But, like, my middle school was always, my idea of middle school was always six, seven, eight. But then a lot of the college prep schools start at seven, 
Yeah. And some middle schools around the country start at fifth. So I really weird. education <laughs> should really just <laughs> be standardized, I feel like, but it's okay. A lot of a lot of movement around, I feel like, is not necessarily good, but maybe it maybe it trains the young mind for change that comes in life. I'm not great at change and I didn't change schools that much, <laughs> so maybe that's why. Maybe yeah. I'm, I'm developmentally stuck in I don't know. We can get into that in I, the trauma episode. I, yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I look back at, like, I've said this before in this episode, but I look back at what they had us doing at 14, and I was like, oh my god. Like, just in terms of, like, workload and getting up at the t- like, compared to, oh, like, I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah, what, like, at, like, our first year in high school? Just, yeah, just like, wow, I was 14. Yeah, they worked our asses off right before breaks. Oh my god. Also, something different about schools in the northeast of the United States is we had a week in February of no school and a week in April of no school, while other people around the country were like, February break, April break. And they're like, what you talk about? Like, I have no idea. What? What? You, what? I found that Did that they was have like, just two weeks in March? Well, I know that, like, some boarding schools do. But I don't know if that's just, like, I don't know. Because, like, even the public schools around here have February and April off. Mm. You know? I don't know. We can yeah. ask our guest. She's lived all over the, the I country. I love that for her. So. Yes. Yeah. But was your week was your week good? I know I ta- we talked about what's going on today, but did you have a good week, Nick? I, I'm really. Let I'm me. Th- really, I, don't I, don't so. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Let me. Let me think of if I did anything fun. Um, I went to the Cheesecake Factory with Tom, but that's like we do that all the time, so that's not anything like new out of the ordinary. Uh, I think that's it, really. All right. Well, I think that's all. That's all I did. You know. Are we becoming exceedingly boring people? Becoming. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean. I like to think ha- we entertain I... people with our anecdotes on our podcast, but you know we could just well, be no, we just do absolutely so, yawn fest. I laid it out all like I laid all of it out on the table, you know, when I had stories, and now that I'm out of them, here I am. We're out of stories next to you <laughs> in Malibu. You know how it is. Miley Cyrus just put out, that's what I've been doing this week. Miley Cyrus just put out a live album, and it's really good. Leave it to honestly, leave it to you and our guest to keep me up to date in pop culture because I had no I idea. I can't that wait to talk to her. Miley Cyrus even came out with an album. Or yeah, the cover's explicit. Like more explicit than year- her than her. Like, what was? I know the tour was like the Bangers tour, but was that the name of the album too? Or that like was from twenty thirteen. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Bangers, but um. Uh, no, this, no, no, this is an explicit, co- I mean, like, the cover of it, it's, like, just her ass, um, but, you know, <laughs> so 13-year-old, let's go back a little bit, 13-year-old me would not have been able to purchase that album. Right, um, right. And I'm right. assuming Target would, or Walmart would not have been selling it. Right, right. Sorry, Junior. The the teenage Walmart employee, or Target employee, yeah. would have no idea what to tell you. Right. Sorry, Junior. I think we've been 
anecdoting for enough time here, let's introduce our guest. We have a do it. wonderful guest, another guest that we've been wanting to have on the show for a good while. She is a childhood friend of mine, which we will tell the story after I get her on here. It's a very interesting story. We were pen pals for years until I was a terrible pen pal and never responded to her letter. And so, yes, I do owe her a <laughs> letter that, that started like when we were in second grade, I think. We were pen pals. And then it started up again when we were in college. And then, I don't know, that, that's my bad. Um, <laughs> she graduated uh, last May uh, with me. Uh, not in my school, though, obviously. Um, she has lived all over uh, the United States. As I said, her, her father was a, a doctor in the United States Air Force. Um, she graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Physiology from Oklahoma State University and a minor in Microbiology and Dance. She, I hopefully I said Microbiology and Dance because Microbiology in Dance is, is <laughs> a completely different field, I feel like. <laughs> hey, she, that's your bad. <laughs> she's currently enrolled in the Masters of Public Health program at Tufts University and is preparing to apply for medical school this cycle and i can't believe she's studying for the mcat just the fact that the mcat exists and people take it seems like an unbelievably daunting task but she's a really amazing woman please welcome everybody lauren wong hi guys <laughs> hi lauren Hello. how are you guys we're exceedingly boring um, <laughs> I guess because the morning. If this was nighttime, I feel like we would be op jumping off the walls, as you know, because we've hung out. At, the three of us have hung out at night, and it's been yeah, um, different story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how are you? You're, I'm good. I don't know if you're a morning person, but we got you up here in the morning. I I think it's funny because I feel like in undergrad and in high school I was always like oh I'm such a morning person I love my morning I love my morning routine but I don't know grad school has like kind of kicked me with this I feel like I like need as much sleep as I can get now um <laughs> so it wasn't it was a little hard to get up I told earlier I like set so many alarms to make sure I was here on time um but a little tired but glad to be here <laughs> well we're happy to have you I have a couple of questions before we kind of get into the meat of potato meat and potatoes of this episode. One of them I think you're prepared for, the other one you're maybe not but relates to current events and where in the city you live. I don't know if you can figure out what it is based on that, but first question which is our as you know, a, a question that we ask all of our guests is if you were a fruit, what fruit would you be and why? Okay, so I thought long and hard on this. Um, I was going back and forth, but I think my concrete answer right now is a watermelon. I feel like it's like some of my favorite colors are pink and green. So I'm like, okay, those are both in there. You got them both. And I feel like also being a July baby, I feel like it's like such a summer Woo! fruit. So I know, right? So fun. <laughs> and so I was like, I feel like that's like pretty, I feel like also like watermelon's kind of like a like light and like refreshing um, like fruit. And I feel like most of the time my personality is very like upbeat, like kind of like fun, like 
things like that. So I feel like, yeah. <laughs> I I like that answer for you. I mean, I love hanging around with you because the energy that you bring to a space is always, you know, it is always, as you said, that upbeat. Like, I don't think I've ever hung out with you and you ha- and you haven't laughed or you haven't, like, smiled. So that's just, I, th- I love that that's, what a great response and a great answer. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and also, too, my, as, like, my brother, as, uh, you know, loyal listeners know, is the reason that we do have the, well, one of the reasons that we have the fruit question, or he, he's, he's the watermelon in my family, and that was a completely different answer for why watermelon, too, so I, I love that. And, yeah, I was gonna say that, and also, my sister said watermelon because we're, like, 80% water or something. She's like, I like... drink a lot of water, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, personally, I liked the, relating it to, like, because you're a summer baby like i was born in the winter but put me on a beach and i'm also a summer fruit so if you feel me. <laughs> so the yeah. the other question before we get into it nick i don't know i didn't prepare you for this question i didn't prepare lauren for this question either but um as we're recording this we just kind of went through a week where it seemed like the talk of the town and the talk of not the world but you know pop culture i guess was what is being called the slap that was heard around the world at the Oscars, where uh, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock uh, on stage in front of, on live TV on the Oscars. And this week, after the Oscars, they were this past Sunday, this week, Chris Rock's first live appearance after that was a planned three-night, six-show tour at Boston, in Boston at the Wilbur Theater which is literally down the street from you. So I'm curious if, I mean, the answer could very well be no, but I'm very curious because all the local news channels I've been tuning into have had anchors standing there outside of the theater trying to get people's like reactions who are coming out of the show and even the local radio stations. They like, um, there's a radio station, there's one of the DJs is named Fast Freddy and he was literally outside just getting people's reactions like did he mention it what did he say blah blah blah. so have you seen any of that like i don't know if you've just kind of been too, like really super busy as i said in your introduction you're kind of a busy person you're kind of a big deal so you may not have just paid attention to it but have you noticed any uh like down the street in the theater district any any hubbub about outside the wilbur or anything like that so now that you say it i think i was walking to class um earlier this week and I was at the like I was at one of the intersections and I saw all of these like lights and what looked like some sort of like news staff and they were all standing out there like kind of like on the street and the sidewalk and I was like oh I wonder what's happening like that's kind of weird and I didn't really at at first I was like oh is like a movie being filmed or something but I guess that was probably it so I didn't see anything that that exciting. It was also like uh like 9 a.m. So I don't know, maybe they were just like staking out their property. But yeah. So I feel like I like and I knew of it. My parents had told me, um, they were like, Oh, he's in your town. And so um, but I haven't really like I guess that was probably it. I saw maybe a little bit of it, but nothing super newsworthy, sadly. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. And Nick and I have discussed we might talk about uh, the not necessarily the moment, but the implications of it um, 
at another episode, but I was just curious because you live literally down the street from, like, I saw the Moxie Hotel on, like, the news, and I was like, that's right near Lauren. <laughs> like, <laughs> she, yeah. she might be, uh, yeah, just waving, you know, in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I should have gone over there, because, yeah, it was exactly right there, so um, I guess I, I did see it. I just didn't see anything super exciting about it, but it is funny. Living in the city, I feel like I see so many things that are, like, oh, that's, I guess, like, to me, it's just a normal Wednesday, but to everyone else, there's all this other stuff going on. <laughs> right, right. So how we know each other is an interesting story, or at least when we tell people, they're like, huh. And it really is an interesting story. And I, basically, we know each other. Th- we're family friends. But it's, it's a little bit more than that, right? Um, do you want me to tell the story? Do you want to tell the story? I mean, I think we both have it down pretty well. But you can how tell. about I tell the story? I'll, yeah, I'm Nick, kidding. why don't you tell <laughs> we the story? Tell. I'm we'll, kidding. We'll fill in the blanks. I'm yeah, Nick exactly. Was actually, we met at a McDonald's and Nick was actually the employee taking our order. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can tell the story, Lauren, and then do you want to fill in the blanks? Um, yeah, I'll fill in. Any blanks that I leave? Okay, so that is actually true. It sounds like a joke, but we, our families did meet at a McDonald's. Um, your, your family, you have family that is, is in Boston. Your dad is from the area, correct? And so um you you grew up here for a, a good period of time and then you you moved to different places but my family the way i understand it is i was my parents only child at the time i think my mom was pregnant with my brother and your mom i think was pregnant with your brother and my parents were sitting at a mcdonald's i was in my little high chair um don't ask me why i don't know maybe that was what you do in the year 2000 <laughs> you just sit at a mcdonald's we were at a mcdonald's and my parents were sitting down and i was in my little high chair and i think your family your parents walked in and they were ordering or something and my mom l- looked up at at your family and uh for context my dad is asian my mom is white your mom is white my dad is asian and so my mom was like, "Ooh, they're kind of like us. Let's I want them cur- like like she I think she asked my dad, "Can I go like talk to them and like maybe like just see and they have a little girl that looks like Dustin's age." And so my mom went up and talked to your parents and then they became like each other's dates to all these different like baby things like i think their first date was like they went to like a baby conference in the in the seat uh seaport district in boston like at the convention center and then our brothers were born and then we hung out and it was a whole thing and then that's how we became friends is our parents (laughs) met at a mcdonald's and yeah did i miss anything i don't know it kind of sounds like (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that was most of it i guess I feel like, again, we probably have very, like, this story has been told over our 22 years. It's like oral years. tradition for both of our yeah. families now. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I think that there was, like, a, I think that when we first walked in, like, our parents had, like, a little bit of small talk, and they were like, oh, your baby's so cute. Oh, your baby's so cute. How old are they? And they were, like, kind of similar age. And then everyone, like, went and sat down at their respective tables. They, we, and then... we were similar age. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah and then I think that that's when your mom came over and um yeah and they they did they went to some sort of like 
baby fair or something at the conference, <laughs> you know, like those like little like convention things that happen. Yeah. They and got each other's since... digits and then went on <laughs> baby baby dates. Not even yeah, like not even like dates. play dates. Like they just took their babies us. They just took us around. <laughs> <laughs> just so funny. Um it is. Yeah. So we uh, we've wanted to have you on the podcast for a while. You're you're a good friend of ours. You've become a good friend of Nick's too. I'm gonna speak for him, right, Nick? <laughs> yeah. You were invited to my birthday and you came. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I loved that. Um and so I guess the first thing I want to talk to you about is you I as I mentioned in the introduction, you kind of moved around a little bit growing up. Yeah, I want to talk about, yeah, growing up in a military family, moving to different states and to different, um, different Air Force bases, what that, what that experience is like for you. Yeah, definitely. I think that part of my life, I do really like resonate with being an Air Force brat um, because it was just so much of how I like was raised and all of the different, um, I guess, like values that I have and things like that. So to start off, I was born in Boston and when I was born, around the time that I was born, um, and a couple years after, my dad was in medical school, and he did his medical school education through the Air Force, and so once it came time to do his residency, he also did that with the Air Force, and something that's really interesting, I think, about, like, Air Force, or, like, any military residency is that there's usually limited hospitals that you can work at, because, like, just the way that you, like, feed into, um, military care and um like medical um service and things like that and so once he was matched with the residency um i was around like five or six i think and we moved to springfield illinois and we lived there for a couple of years i would say probably like three three or so years um and then my dad got um he was placed at Minot Air Force Base, which is in North Dakota. Um, and that was definitely a very big jump. I went from, in Springfield, I had gone to like a public school. We lived in like civilian, like we just lived in like a normal neighborhood. Um, but once we moved up to Minot, Minot is this like super small town in North Dakota, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, and my parents felt like it would be best to live on the Air Force Base just because um, it was easier to find like a community there and there was there's schools on the Air Force Base like your whole life can really just be inside this couple mile bubble that is an Air Force Base and so that was a really interesting experience um, I was there from third grade until the end of fifth grade so we were there for again like three years or so and um, it's so weird to think about the fact that sometimes after like moving and settling down where I did in Oklahoma later on it's interesting to think about the fact that people don't really know what happens on an air force base and like what the culture of that is because it's such a um it's such a big thing like to get onto base if we would ever leave to go to like my dance classes or if we went out to eat um you know you have to go through a security gate every single time and um there's like all these like little nuances and um, like at four o'clock every single afternoon, the, um, what, what's the, um, you, the national anthem? 
Is that what yeah. it's called? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad. Uh, um, but yeah, so it was really interesting because every day at four, the national anthem would play over speakers all over the Air Force Base and everyone would stop what you're doing. You would stop your cars, you would stop walking, like whatever, and you would stand there and just observe it. Okay, so I actually got the time wrong. It's five o'clock instead of 4 p.m. So at five o'clock every single day, um, they would play the national anthem and everyone would stop their cars and kind of like um, observe the moment. <laughs> so there's all these like little things about living on an Air Force base that are just like so interesting. Like we all lived in um, military housing. So my house looked exactly like my friend's house. Um, and the only difference was like the color of your house outside and it was between like four basic colors. And so it really was just really interesting to be in such a secluded community. And also just the fact, it was actually kind of cool because everyone on that base was military. So everyone kind of like knew how you were feeling. And it was like a very um, kind of comforting thing because whenever parents would leave for deployment, it was very like well-recognized. And so we could all kind of like understand what someone's going through and help them kind of like mourn through this transition of their parent being gone for a certain amount of time and then um and it was just like it was really nice to have someone that understood what it was like but it also was really sad because with everyone being in the military people were leaving and going all of the time so my friends transitioned a lot um and so that was another thing like looking back being, I guess, like a young adult now, I don't have a lot of super close friends from childhood just because I moved around so much and you only had a year or two to be friends with people and then they would move on and you would move on and you'd go on with the rest of your life. But um, I guess after fifth grade, my dad got moved to Tinker Air Force Base, which is in Oklahoma. That was actually really cool because my parents met in Oklahoma City, so it was kind of like full circle for them. And yes, it was it was really cool. It's kind of fun. Um, we like went we you know started to attend the church that they got married at, and there was a lot of like fun things um, just about living in the city where they met. But we lived there, or my dad was in the Air Force again for five years, and then he retired. So we have lived in Oklahoma for about. I want to say 11 years or so. So I did um, all of my middle school, all of my high school, and then I went to a state school in Oklahoma, which was also just a really fun experience. Um, I feel like after transitioning out of being a military child and into more of like a civilian type of life, it was really, um, it was really interesting to kind of like go back into feeling like, oh, like this is kind of how everyone lives their life. Yeah, I guess that's kind of like a quick, well, not so quick, but a little um, synopsis of kind of what it was like to move around and um, my experiences and kind of like fun takeaways from being an Air Force brat. I have like three questions. Yeah, go ahead. Um, one of them is one of them is not serious because I can't help myself. Um, and then the other two are serious. Um, so the, I guess I'll go with the non-serious one first. But it's it's not that it's non-serious. Like I truly... How large is this Air Force base that everyone just stops their cars at four o'clock? And like, do you get out of the car? Like, I'm true. This is like, I mean, it's funny, but I'm actually curious. Like, do you get out of the sunroof? Like, what is this? 
<laughs> so it's kind of now that I think about it I'm not really sure like how big the Air Force Base was it was kind of like you just being in a um like a pretty small town again the Air Force Base is oh, large wow. but it's not it's like I want to like he is creating a drawing for a audio medium no just kidding <laughs> okay, so the Air Force Base that I was on, Minot Air Force Base, ha base has a population of 5,312 people as of 2019. Um, and it has probably expanded since me living there because I lived there in the like mid 2000s. So I would say, yeah, it's like generally, it's a pretty small population. And so stopping your car, it's kind of like, it is kind of funny because when we first moved there was something that you like had to transition into but you truly just like stop your car and you just sit in your car um and you kind of just observe it you can um yeah it's kind of interesting though because everything stops like all of the guards that are at the gate stop and respect the um like this time this moment and um I remember countless times being late to dance practice or to my dance classes because we'd get stopped and then like you have to restart all of the traffic to to get out but yeah so it's kind of like yeah it is kind of funny I forget that that's like a thing and that normal people don't really realize that but yeah it's pretty simple you just kind of like stop where you're doing you don't have to like get out of the car you don't have to like do anything super special <laughs> but yeah everyone everyone get outside as fast as you can just could like, you imagine third, <laughs> on the third floor of a building go <laughs> yeah that would be funny <laughs> but yeah uh, well um okay that was that was my first question my second one what was it like like was it weird transitioning out of that like living on a military base like that and like, i feel what like was that like if i may jump onto that too it sounds mm -hmm. like because I, I don't think about this like the military base com it, it really is a community it's like a family right because you're all relating to at least from what you said it sounds like you are relating to very similar experiences you're all living on there together you have to you know go through the same security protocols but then at the same time you can support each other because you have that level of empathy that other people who aren't living on Air Force bases can. So to jump on to the next question of transitioning into that community, but then having to transition out of that community, how was that? Yeah, so I guess also to give a little bit more context, when we moved to Oklahoma, we my parents had kind of decided that they didn't, after my dad was going to retire, they didn't really want us to, um, they wanted us to be able to have like as normal of a, civilian life as possible through high school and hopefully college and so when we decided to move there we decided to live in like a normal neighborhood civilian housing we didn't live on base um, and my dad just decided to commute in we lived in a suburb right outside of Oklahoma City and so um, it was really interesting I think that thankfully when I moved there it was at the start of middle school so our middle school started at sixth grade um, and so it kind of just felt like an obvious, like, I guess this is probably a normal thing, right? But your middle school is usually comprised of a couple different um, elementary schools. And so when you're coming in, right, people don't necessarily, like, you're not going to know everyone. And so it kind of gave me the opportunity to kind of just feel like I was like, oh, just coming from an outside school in and like, no one really knew each other that much anyway. Um, and so I think that it was definitely in the last bit of my dad's um 
career at the Air Force, it wasn't as um, like, it didn't take as much of a toll on me as um, maybe it did when we were in Minot. That was kind of, I feel like he was uh, gone more often and he went on a lot of little TDYs and things like that. Um, and so it really was interesting. There were a couple people in my middle school and high school that were part of the Air Force because since um, the suburb that I lived in was like relatively close to the Air Force Base, there were other people that had chosen to live in like more civilian, yes, temporary duty. I, I should have explained that. TDY is like usually it's anywhere from I think like, it's I think it's usually like anywhere from like two weeks to like maybe like a month or two. My dad was only ever gone about two weeks at a time. Um, thankfully, my dad never actually did get deployed for a long-term like six, 12 months, anything like that, which was very, um, I was very grateful for, but um, but yeah. And so I guess it was really interesting to move out of it. And in a way it was really exciting um, to kind of like move out of this um, stage of like unknown, like not knowing what, like if my dad was going to have to be gone or like things like that. But yeah, I guess that like, it was really nice to be able to finally have like a clean cut where I was able to have some experience to kind of relate to more of my like civilian classmates and friends and feel like less like I was in a military bubble. Um, and there's always like a little like retirement um, ceremony that you go through afterwards, which that was really nice because it kind of like closes everything in and everyone kind of comes together and they recognize the time that um, your parent has been in the Air Force and all the time and sacrifice that they have given. But they also, which I thought was really nice, is they also recognize how much sacrifice the like us as children and my mom had to do as a spouse yeah. of a military um, member. And so I think that that was really nice and it kind of like helped close the book and move more into like being able to kind of like see myself as a civilian and less of a military child. I I need to open the book back a second, because, like, I know you kind of already answered this, but what is it, like, when you say, like, military base, military bubble, I'm thinking, like, I don't even know what I'm thinking. Like a, like a set, like something, like it's built, like a, um, what's the movie with Jim Carrey, where, like, everything is, like, it's, like, because you Truman said a town, Show. and then it, the Truman yeah, show. like obviously, mm. obviously you're not being obviously it's not fake, but like you say a town, like a small town, and I'm like, is it like or, like manufactured? Could you leave? I'm not even kidding. Like were they for those classes, military base? Okay, for yeah. those Marvel fans, it makes me think of Westview from WandaVision. I don't know if we have any Marvel fans on here. Essentially, it was like a manufactured place that. Wanda Maximoff had control of. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> well, you know what? What, what, I thought, what I thought you were going to say is for those of you that are listening and don't know Nick was not an Air Force child. Oh. Um, <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to say, which, like, if it isn't apparent by now, I was um, more Navy. No, I didn't do, I didn't do anything. Um, I, but I'm you're, just so curious. You were a Space Force one. child. I was a space cadet. A space cadet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, I should have, yeah, that's another thing that's so funny is talking about this, right? I have so many assumptions because this was my life, like, this is my life, right. you know? And so I forget that people don't know because also, like, 
you as a civilian can't get onto an Air Force base without someone that was like right could you have friends over <laughs> okay. yeah <laughs> so yeah okay so i guess yeah to kind of give you like a more broad um understanding an air force base is truly like a mini town like you once you walk through that um once you go through those gates you have gas stations you have your commissary you have your bx wow. so your commissary is like your grocery store your bx is um it's like an exchange that's what like yeah I'm, I'm not explaining that but the bx just go with the bx it's okay. like your store it. where google it, has... it. everyone <laughs> has the internet google it <laughs> i love going to the bx honestly. oh absolutely I frequent the bx i, I planned on going today yeah Same. right me too the bx is basically just kind of um like your i guess in a way it's kind of like a military target um that's where you can get like clothes you can get shoes you can get electronic um lady gaga albums but she's in camouflage instead and the outfit on the cover you know (laughs) (laughs) i always love i always love speaking of that i always love the censored versions of album covers in other countries they're funny just looking at i'll send some of them (laughs) you should i'm interested (laughs) um but yeah so it was kind of like like you had everything on there so again like the air force base had all of the um like any military building so my dad had a five minute commute to the hospital um and there's like a ymca on there um you have a couple restaurants there you have we had like a youth center you you had a church on base um all of your schools are on base so except i think maybe for minot i think that you might have gone to Minot High School. So I think that you took a bus out of town. And I think that you might have gone into town for high school when I was there or middle in middle school and things like that. I'm not totally sure. But yeah, so like all of my elementary school was a like 10 minute bike ride from my house. I rode my bike almost every single day um to to school. And so it really is like it's just this, yeah, it's, it really is just like a town, but you just, it's only for military people. So I guess the way that it works when you get on the base is when you go through those gates, they check everyone's military ID. So um, I think it's like when you're 13, you get a military ID. So once we turned 13, it was like you had, that was something that you had to kind of like be on top of. And um, they would check your military ID. You go through the gates, you're fine. Um and but you could have friends and guests but you had to kind of go through like a um like you had to let the base know that they were coming in some context um i'm not totally sure everything my my parents did that for me when my friends came to visit but there is like some sort of um lauren's like 12 year old friends process. had to get fingerprinted criminal background <laughs> get a pat down metal detector like <laughs> well yeah well it was also kind of crazy because minot has um also like some higher security things and so they would also besides you going through the gate they would do random car checks and so there was like a chance that we would like be trying to get on like we would go back into base or onto the base and um they would pull your car and so they would do a full inspection of your car to make sure that like there wasn't any like harmful items in your car um and things like that so your so that aspirations also... to be a drug dealer were dead in the water as soon as you were <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that was a 
It was, yeah, living you did, on base. Lauren, to be clear, Lauren did not have aspirations to be a drug <laughs> dealer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would have been it. so scared every time I went through that. I would have been like, don't worry, my Born This Way album is clean. Like, what if I accidentally? What if I accidentally have a gun? You know, or like, you know, or just like, you <laughs> like know, that's what? so scary. Yeah, it's kind of like. I think another thing that I think is really interesting too is being on an Air Force base. The community is all Air Force people, right? So like, your my dad's boss lives down the street, you know, and there's this kind of like weird like, you you just have to make sure that you're doing that. You as a child are are doing well because if something happens, like people in the community can see that and they are all interconnected so it's also this like accountability thing that also occurs living on base just because you don't know who is watching you and who's connected to your parents and things like that but yeah it's really it's really interesting (laughs) but but again not everything was on base like all my dance classes um were in Minot like in the city and that was kind of fun because I did meet people that weren't in the military because of um, that was like a civilian um, dance studio and things like that. But we probably that was left kind the- of my next. Sorry, that was kind of my next oh. question is like, how often did you like intermingle, go off base, go on base? I feel like we probably left base a couple times a week, um, again, for my my dance classes. And I think. Um, when I did figure skating and when my brother was in hockey, um, that was also something that we had to leave the base for. And then I think that if we wanted to go to like the mall that was in Minot, the small tiny mall that had like 10 stores, <laughs> um, that was something that you kind of had to, that you would like leave base for. And then if we wanted to go get dinner somewhere, um, but yeah, it wasn't like you definitely didn't leave the base or at least I didn't leave the base every single day, especially because the town of Minot was like, I want to say anywhere from like a 20 to 30 minute drive from the base. So it kind of was like, you kind of had to like put an effort to leave if you wanted to get to the city, I guess. <laughs> that is really cool. Were, did, did they recognize that like children are children though? Like, or was it like, strict? <laughs> like I'm like so ner- like, like I would be, were you nervous or were they like, I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think that, again, I, like, I don't feel like I ever, like, had this weird pressure or anything like that to kind of, you know, act a certain way. I feel like it was pretty, like, it was just something that you kind of kept, I mean, it was just kind of, like, a little accountability thing that you kind of, like, kept in your head Um, that I feel like is, like, it's not super similar to your everyday life, but you just kind of were, I feel like, a little bit more aware of right. kind just of your typical everyday people. accountability for your parents' <laughs> job. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> that would stress me out. All the housing is is divided by rank so you only live in the like on the street that everyone that has the same rank as your parent does and so that was also really interesting interesting. yeah Yeah. and so and there's also like yeah it's really interesting there's a bunch of different levels too so like if your dad is of a lower rank you live in a lower quality house so like I had friends that lived in duplexes but I lived in a like in like a like a full standalone house and so Yeah, but again, yeah. yeah, there there are some, like, weird things. But I'm like, I don't, 
I mean, I feel like it's kind of general information, but like it is kind of interesting. Yeah. But... So that that last part that you shared sounds like something that you don't miss, but as something that I think would be a good kind of wrapping up question that I have for you is what yeah. is something that is there anything that you miss now that your dad is now and thank you for his service. We haven't said that. Um, thank you for your service. Then your dad is retired from the Air Force. Is there anything that you miss about being part of being an Air Force brat? <laughs> yeah, let's see. I guess like it is kind of when you don't feel um, super like ostracized by the idea that you're like in some context and my friends weren't part of um, military life. It is kind of this like fun, like, I guess kind of rite of passage to be like, oh yeah, I did that. Like, it was really fun to move around and um, to kind of have experience to live in a diff in a lot of different places. Like a lot of my friends in um, Oklahoma have lived in Oklahoma their whole life. And so it's something that like is really cool to be able to say that, oh, like I, I lived in a bunch of different places and I've seen um, a lot of different parts of the United States. And my parents were also very big about us traveling and things like that. So I have like a very like, um good sense of like what the United States looks like and traveling to different areas and things like that um so that is kind of something that what that I do kind of miss and there are sometimes like super cool right before my dad retired they offered him um to go to Japan which was like something that my parents oh, wow. did think about accepting and so there are like some cool things where you can really get stationed in some really cool areas and kind of like have like some really interesting experiences like I had a lot of friends uh, that again that was something that you kind of talked about when you lived on the Air Force Base was like oh where have you been like where was your dad stationed and um, some of my friends did like they lived overseas which was something that I think was very cool that I never got to experience but um, I think that it is it is really fun the fact that at a young age you're able to kind of see so many different things and yeah it comes with like it does kind of like um it's kind of hard to know that you didn't that I didn't have like this linear um I guess journey in terms of going throughout all of school and like making friends and kind of how that works but also um but yeah it was also just a really cool experience to kind of like take away and apply to the rest of my life absolutely that's that's so cool and I think as you said this was kind of your life and your childhood it is your life and is your was your childhood and so I think this is going to be a really interesting episode for people to hear what life is like to be a a military family b also um what it's like to live on an air force base and uh all that stuff so um thanks for sharing that Lauren, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we will definitely have you on in another episode because I think the fact that you're in a master's public health program and um, are are pursuing med school at this point, um, it, it could be also another really interesting conversation. But I think that this conversation was just as valuable because it provides, well, another point of view for people. So that's what we like to do here on this show. So thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. And for waking up early. <laughs> yes, it was so fun. That's kind of cool to like reflect back on my life and all the experiences that I've had. So I really enjoyed it. 
Absolutely. And with that, my name is Justin Dew. And I'm a civilian, Nick Gervasi. <laughs> you can reach us at our email at pointofdewpodcast at gmail.com or by sending us a voice message on our website, anchor.fm forward slash pointofdew. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Point of Dew Podcast and Twitter at Point of Dew. If you enjoy our show, give us a rating or review in the Apple Podcast Store or share us with a friend or family member. We'd really appreciate it and are truly grateful for your support. As always, we hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening. And until next time, H. Because they will carry on.